Well, if hanging out and drinking is something that you want to do, well, let me introduce you to my boys, Matt and Drew. For fun and laughs and spirits, there's just one place to go. It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show. Whiskey Tequila Friday Show with my boys, Matt and Drew. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. And happy Friday to everybody out there, and welcome to a value-based episode of Whiskey Tequila Fridays, our podcast where we drink some whiskey, we drink some tequila, we educate, and we libate. All right. My name is Matt. I'm the uncertified whiskey hunter, and with me, as always, my booze bro, Drew. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. This is another beginner buy. Yeah. So this will be the third one, right? I think so. We're going to call this beginner buy number three? Sure. All right. I, I but, just have to look back in what we've already released and that, make sure. That sounds perfunctory, but... But, <laughs> 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 oh, but I love yeah, it. Uh, we'll, we'll do it. We'll, let's go with it. Yeah. <laughs> So, so as do we have to let him in now? Yeah. We were talking earlier, and I was talking about compulsory reading. Yes, the stuff I was forced to read in high school and early on in college. But at first, I called it perfunctory reading, <laughs> which I think actually now that we, I was like, wait, I got to look up perfunctory now because I can't think of what that means. And I would say I gave a perfunctory Your effort. effort. To my compulsory reading. So I, I think it all fit in. That's great. That's great. All right. So for my whiskey, I brought the Old Forester Rye. All right. And what did you bring? I brought the Olmeca Altos Plata Tequila. So right. this is the Blanco. Yeah. And I'm going to make sure that I say Olmeca because there are a few different Altos brands. Right. However, when you hear a tequila drinker talk about Altos, this is what they mean. Yeah, I think a lot of people that are in the know, when they say Altos, they mean Olmeca Altos. Correct. But you do have to sometimes specify. This one is recognizable. You, you, This is in every grocery store. Yeah, right. I have a little surprise for you. Ooh. We're kind of in the holiday season, yeah. right? I would right? say we're right in the right in the smack middle yeah. of the holiday right. season. Yeah, I love to surprise you. Okay, on these episodes. All right, for so, me. Yeah, well, for us. Oh, oh okay, for, okay. So you know, a, a true like any true dad when he gives a gift, it's a gift that he also gets to enjoy. Yes, right. Like that time I bought my wife a snowblower. <laughs> So, I have Ooh, another what's bottle. There? What's that? So, I also brought the Old Forester bourbon. Oh. So, we will have a little bit of a side-by-side, but there's more. I brought another bottle. <laughs> okay. What is... So, I also brought... What? The other Omeka Altos. 
Is this the Rippo? This is the Reposado. I was just going to say, oh man, if I had known you were bringing the bourbon, I would have bought the Reposado. No need. Oh, wow. <laughs> so what could happen okay. is that we could have somewhat of like a, I don't know, like a quick sip duel. On the trigger. All right. That's a, that to, could be a lot of quick try, sips. Well, that's the thing. Like, if we did a multiple sips of all of the permutations, it could get sloppy. But, yeah. ra- but rather, <laughs> right. what we could do is we could sip them off air and then kind of come back to what we found to be our favorite. So you mean sip 12 permutations, then... Come back Get and press back record <laughs> again, as opposed to the gradual degradation of <laughs> we just go we just go right off the cliff like a couple of lemmings, as opposed to slowly realizing that we've we've let this episode run long. Or okay, the other alternative would be to do what I'm guessing, and this is again purely a guess. All right, that we pair up just the bourbon. With the Reposado. Okay. And the rye with the Blanco. Okay. Being the fact that the Blancos tend to be more vegetal, tend to be slightly more pure agave, they might stand up to the punch of a rye. Okay, all right, all right. Reposados tend to be sweeter, tend to be... A little you more know, barrel influence, yeah, of like course, the, yeah. The, the barrel spice might be yeah. there, but the spices are kind of, you know, sweeter, mellow, nicer, more approachable. And this bourbon, by definition, I'll get into it. This is an approachable bourbon. It's, you know, easy to drink. It's, you know, soft and sweet. And we could just keep them separate, do the quick sips with just those and then just those and not... Cross the streams, as Not they say, the and get, get right. this with that and that All with right. the other. And you know. I should point out, I think it's awesome that you got the Reposado and not the Añejo on this line. And I think people in the know would agree, the Blanco and the Repo are decent. I don't know what happens, but the Añejo falls off a cliff. It tastes oh. terrible. Oh, I thought you meant like it's too expensive. No. Oh, okay. No, so these two are definitely beginner buys. They're definitely budget buys. Yeah. I was going to mention later on, you know, go ahead and pick up the Reposado <laughs> if you see it. Now, now we can talk about it even more. <laughs> but if you see the Añejo, skip it. Well, let's take a tiny little break. We'll get okay. the other glasses poured here. Yeah. Right? And we'll come back and we'll... Get going on the whiskeys. All right, I can't wait. This is Rebecca Sue Neely, and you're listening to Whiskey Tequila Fridays podcast. All right, so we have the additional glasses poured. (laughs) We're now staring at two whiskeys and two tequilas. Uh huh. Looks good. I don't know how this show does not go off the rails. Uh, We'll we'll be fine. Okay. We'll be fine. All right. All right. So, Old Forester is one of the shining stars of the Brown Foreman conglomerate, right? Oh, okay. Old Forester, to me, is one of those distilleries that has been making whiskey through Prohibition. They were able to get that medicinal license to keep producing and selling. So when you see something like whatever the date is, you know, it's authentic yeah. because they never actually had to close the doors. Oh, okay, that's okay. cool. Yeah. The... 
Y at the end of the whiskey versus the EY is a little tip to the cap of their original founder. It says straight bourbon whiskey with a Y. And it's actually kind of unique among other American bourbons and rice. Because the American spelling always has the E. That's almost almost how you know. Almost always. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So interesting. Now, the best thing about the 100 proof signature bourbon, which is what we're going to start with. I like to start with the bourbon first. Okay. We'll go into the rye second. Is that this thing is usually on the bottom shelf. It's usually just a couple of dollars more than the 86 counterpart. You pay just a couple of more dollars and you get this 100 proof gem here. It's at least four years old. It's not bottled in bond. I was just going to ask you that. Okay. And what that means is, what that probably means is that they can pull from different seasons, possibly even pull a five-year-old barrel or a six-year-old barrel in these batches, and they cannot call it bottled in bond, but then they can still call it, you know, straight whiskey. You know, if you look at the color, it's a glorious color. Almost a candy on the nose. There is a but candy sweetness. are we starting sweetness. with the rye or are we starting no, with the bourbon? No, we're starting with the bourbon. Okay. We're starting with the bourbon. Right. Yeah. The mash bill for the bourbon is 72, 18, 10. Gotcha. So 18 is the rye, 10 is the malted barley, 72 being the corn, you know, for that majority. And so is that a high rye bourbon? I would. Does it qualify? I would call it a high rye mash bill. I don't know if I would necessarily categorize this flavor-wise as a high-rye bourbon, but I've tasted a lot of whiskeys that have that mash bill. Yeah. Decent rye spice. And I do get a rye spice with this, but I don't know. It's a good question. If I would, you know, categorize this among my high-rye bourbons, it's a good thing you asked because we're about to taste this. What do you get on the nose? give it on the nose first. It's got almost a candy quality. Yeah. A lot of people will say that based on the yeast strains that Brown Foreman uses, you get a very common banana note, both in the Jack Daniels as well as the Brown Foreman. Sure. I got it. It's a, remember runts? Yeah. It's a banana runt. It's a banana candy. You are not the first person to say that. Yeah. A lot of folks get that banana runt. For me... uh, it's a it's a nice soft oak, and it it reminds me of when I get to go down to Kentucky and I walk through those rick houses. This is what you smell. Okay, this is that smell. It's just that the alcohol penetrating out of those those wood oak barrels, yeah. and you're walking through the aisles of all the barrels, and you just. I I could pull up a cot and just sleep in those. Pl- <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I would say there's a little spice there. Are you getting a little spice on the nose? Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Well, here we go. Cheers. Cheers. So, for me, I immediately go to, like, Buffalo Trace okay. or even some of the Evan Williams lines. And I just think there are so many bourbons out there that they don't have quite the finish. They don't have quite... The, yeah. the the balance of rye spice, oak spice, sweetness, all wrapped up into that nice package for this price. It really is what I would 
say if someone has never had any bottles on their shelf at all, oh, okay. and they're looking, they, they've, they've tried bourbon, they drink bourbon, but they're looking to start their collection, this is the first one I would have. Really? You would start here before you would start with a Heaven Hill? I would. Ooh. I would. Yeah. Strong words. It's controversial. Yeah, I know. Wow. What did I was you just, get? I was just going to say, the, the finish was surprisingly long. I was kind of expecting something to be just a little bit lighter on the palate and but, to end quickly. And this is not yeah. that at all. But I would call it a darker tone. There's a darkness to yes. this. It's a deeper, yeah. darker tone. Not brown sugar, but more toffee. Toffee and rye spice and barrel spice. And then that banana runt sweet candiness sure. that kind of sure. lingers on. Agreed. <laughs> Completely agreed. Let's get in there for number two. Yes. Cheers. It changed on the second sip for me. Okay. What'd you get? That banana came up front. I was going to say the candy sweetness was more on the front end for me as well, too. Have you ever had like a fried plantain that's kind of yeah. covered in like a brown sugar or raw sugar? Yes. That's what it was. Yes. I got more brown sugar on that second sip as well, too. Yeah. But that sounds fantastic. Some grilled <laughs> bananas or grilled plantains. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, that's great. Well, I would think that would be just about any Cuban restaurant. We can find a grilled plantain. Now, whether or not they'll put it in sugar or not. Or, or drizzle some old forester on top of it. Like, Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> we got a lot here. We typically do three sips. I think we can move on to the rye. Okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. No arguments here, friend. Because <laughs> we got to maintain... And, and not have it be a four-hour show, too, right? So for the rye, the, the interesting part about the rye is the mash bill. Okay. 65, 20, 15. Now, before you think the 20 might be corn, I'm going to flip it and reverse it here. This is 65 rye, 20 on the malted barley side, and only 15 on the corn. Oh. So this is actually fairly unique in that rye mash bill, being that it's such a high malted barley percentage. In the distilling, in the old school distilling ways, you know, yeah. the malted barley was used primarily as an enzymatic reaction. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, remember chemistry? Remember what the catalyst, huh? remember what catalyst was? <laughs> the catalyst... Didn't do anything except speed up their reaction. You know, I was a chemistry major for like two semesters. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. You could have been a distiller. I ended up in economics. <laughs> it was a journey. <laughs> so anyway, the malted barley has an enzymatic reaction. There are enzymes okay. in the malted barley that help to transition starches into sugars. Gotcha. And yeast loves to eat sugar. Yeast will eat starch, but it doesn't like it. So that's what the malted barley is used. Now, as we've gotten more modern, they externally add enzymes and they keep the malted barley almost more as it's a, a traditionally nod, a traditional nod to the mash bill. Okay. They don't want to change the recipe because it's it was their grandfather's or you know what I mean? Like they don't change the the recipe, but 
they get their they get the job done by adding more enzymes to make that catalyst reaction. Yeah. This I've always classified as a scotch drinker's rye because of that high malted barley count. Okay. I really get a good nose and taste of that malted barley when I sip this. But let's see if you got this. So this one being more of a budget, are they adding enzymes? Or do you know? Well, for this one, I would argue they probably don't have to because it's such a high percentage. Gotcha. 20% malted barley. I would think you'd be wasting your money. Gotcha. This thing is dark. It Both is dark. these are dark. You know, the rye is really only estimated to be two years old. Incredibly dark. So does that mean it's got a really like number four or five char on the barrel? Or what does that mean? <laughs> it it might mean that they're blending. Again, it, oh, doesn't, okay. it doesn't have an age statement. And to be a straight rye whiskey, you have to be at least two years old. Gotcha. To be a straight bourbon, you have to be at least four years old. Otherwise, you have to disclose it on the, the label. Okay. But... Yeah, nice. There's and dark. a good chance they're adding some older barrels here because okay. yeah, it's a nice dark color. Great. On the nose, for me, sweet again. It's sweet, but there's a vegetal note. Sure. That rye comes off as like a green vegetal kind of, and I think it's great that they always put the green stripe, the green color on right. the labels. Right. And then when you nose this, it just smells green, right? It's kind of like fennel seed. Yeah. That's green. Yes. Yeah, versus sp- caraway being that brown. Right. And it smells like green and brown. <laughs> <laughs> or like fresh herbs versus like dried herbs. Sure. You know, have more of a green scent to them. But let's go, man. Cheers. Cheers. I'm having a hard time picking out some of the flavors. I even went in for a second super small sip to see okay. if something else would pop out. All right. And I'm having a hard time picking anything out. It's not super rye. Okay. Like a lot of rye we have. Sure, right. It still retains a good bit of sweetness, even though you just told me <laughs> it's got a less amount of corn than most <laughs> rye. Right. So I'm just kind of confused by this one. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like it. I would drink this. I would sip this. Right. I think it'd be killer in a cocktail. Yes. But I'm having a hard time picking out flavors. So what did you get? So for me, there is a good deal of that green rye kind of vegetal note. I'm not getting any off-putting notes. Nope. No, nothing there's off-putting. No, there's no dill. Nope. There's no any there's nothing that would I would call astringent at all. Right. It's very well balanced. There is a nice caramel sweetness. That I wouldn't, I wouldn't call candy. I would call it like a like a caramelized, you know, it just something's caramelized, sure. not necessarily candy sweet. Whereas with the bourbon, I would categorize that more as a candy sweet. For sure, those banana runs we talked about, yeah. right? I don't get a ton of that banana sweetness from the yeast on on this, but there no. is there's a really nice heft or boldness that supports the sweetness on top that I think like what you said would make, and it does make killer cocktails. Yeah. The hundred proof on both of these stands up so great. Sure. In an old fashioned. All right. Sip number two. Second sip. Let me dig in here a little. (laughs) Do you feel like this has a shorter finish than the bourbon? 
You know, it could. Okay. I, I would I would agree with that. I think maybe the bitterness of yeah. the rye yep. is what cuts it shorter. Now, there is what I would call like a biscuit or a cookie note that I get from that barley. And that's okay. what All carries right. Right. through the the vegetal rye, the baking spices, the caramel sweetness. I'm still not picking out any single note. It's a pleasant sip of liquor. Okay. I think this is a great beginner. Yeah. Because it's not going to blow you away, like you said, with dill or caraway or fennel. Right. There's no which, which, anise. Listen, There's which no black listen. licorice, right? We love. Yeah. I love getting whacked in the <laughs> face with a caraway seed when I drink old rye. Yeah. This doesn't have that. So I think this is very approachable for the beginner. The budget fits. Yes. 100 proof lets you know you're drinking something. Mixes well in a cocktail. Look, I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> but I think if I'm if I'm choosing between these two, I'm going to myself, I'm going to choose the bourbon all day long. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. I, it's good to have preferences, good right? To have, good to have choices. It's good to have choices. Yeah. And quick shout out to Matt Vale, my buddy. Okay. He was at Benny's when I was purchasing this bottle and I kind of mentioned to, you know, him we're going to be highlighting this bottle oh, on, okay. on the show. Yeah. And he hadn't tried this rye. And so we got into a quick little discussion about rye whiskey. And so, yeah, I'm hoping he's listening. So Nice. Yeah. All right. Hopefully he picked up a bottle and he's sipping along. Yeah, absolutely. Or as the case may be, four bottles. <laughs> four bottles. <laughs> but let's move on to the Riedels if you're ready. Yeah, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. In the Riedel tequila glasses... We've got the Olmeca Altos. We've got their Blanco, the Plata tequila. You were kind enough to bring me this Reposado. (laughs) For me, this was, this used to be an ultra budget buy. Yeah. Like I had on our little standing shopping list. Hey, if you see Altos Blanco for less than $18, pick it up. Scoop it up. Right? Because it was $20.99, $21.99, and it would go on sale for $17.99 or $16.99. <laughs> it's not that way anymore. Right, right. In the Chicagoland area, this thing is more like $26, $27 now. Is the word out, maybe? It could be, but I just think the rising tides. Yeah. Everything has gotten more expensive. Yep. Tequila has outpaced the general rate of inflation, <laughs> which has already been crazy. And so here we are. And it's surpassed vodka, they say. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Mike Morales' nightmare come true, right? <laughs> I think this will make sense when we sip it. Two award-winning bartenders created this brand because they wanted something that was going to work well in their cocktails. Oh, so they, they made it So this was that specifically created to go... In a mixed drink. Okay. It still is made with some decent quality. Yeah. And that is why it's, I mean, I guess that's why it's on the show, (laughs) because we're not bringing you crap, right? We never do. So it's a mix of Tahona and Roller Mill. Okay. But to have a beginner by still using a Tahona is awesome. Yeah. Deep well water, copper pot. 
stone brick ovens. Now here's where the cocktail mixer comes in. Okay. Cold filtered, mm. rested in stainless steel. When you sip these, I think you're going to taste something that you will quickly identify as something that will stand up in a cocktail, but I'm worried the finish is going to fall off for us too quickly. Okay. Do we have any other brands that we know off the top of your head that are cold filtered? Ooh, you know what? That are not like cheap rot gut, like El Himador. I don't, like, I'm do sure we... they're out there. Okay. I'm sure they're out there. But I think what I would equate this to would be, this might be like Patron's cousin. It's It was made to have a specific taste profile sure. that appealed to the American drinker. Yeah, sure. And just like the Patron Blanco that we had, you know, maybe about this time last year. Yeah, yeah. When that finish fell off short. Right. I brought it up because I, that's the one that came to my mind. Do you know if Patron is? What You know what? We can look it up real quick. Hey, this is Sean Miller from the Package Group. We import agave spirits like Tequila G4. And you are listening to the Whiskey Tequila Fridays podcast. Okay, so Patron is not cold filtered, but it is carbon filtered. Oh. So there's, there's still something some there to take the edge off. Kissing cousins there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something that will affect the the length of the finish and quite possibly affect the complexity of it, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So let's get into this Blanco or right. the, the Plata. What are you getting on the nose? I really like the vegetal qualities I get that good, I get out yeah. of this. Yep. Green agave and cooked agave, but pretty well balanced. It has everything on the nose I want in a Blanco. If I get in there really deep, then a little bit of that astringent alcohol kind of comes out. Yep, I'll give you that. But I wouldn't call it off-putting. I mean, this nope. this really smells nice. It smells inviting. Give Ready? it a sip. Salud. Salud. Okay, I think that's completely passable. I think that's pleasant. Yeah. Quick finish. It For is me. a quick. It, it's a quick finish. I I will say that it's slightly longer than when we first cracked the bottle. Oh, okay. Before yeah. we hit record, we sipped this a little bit, and the one note that came out for me just now that I didn't get before was a nice black pepper note. I was just gonna say it was peppery. Yeah, and now that kind of helped the finish. You oh, know, sure, it, sure, sure. I can give you that. On the palate, though, did you get kind of the things you were smelling, like a little citrus, a little alcohol? Like it, yeah, it maybe it wasn't astringent tasting, but you knew you were drinking alcohol. Yes. A lot of really good cooked agave, green agave. Green grass. Yes, earthy. a little grassy. I would, I would label this more as vegetal. Okay. There's not a lot of minerality to it. No. Right? I, I wouldn't, no. I but, would not say mineral. But the finish... I would say kind of dry and earthy on that finish. Yeah. I, I liked it. This is good. Yeah. It's it's fine. How about that? <laughs> yes. This is super okay. 
So I once. I but would, let's but let's talk about the beginner. Let's talk. Yeah. You know, like that would be. You know, for good the, for someone yeah. to. So for the beginner, I think this like let's get reacquainted with agave. Yeah. Because this is still very agave forward. Yes. And when they start with this and then move on to something else, it could be a really good lesson in, oh, now look at what that finish can give right. me. Right. Now look at what more complexity can give me. Right. But go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, if you've had bad experiences with terrible tequila, <laughs> you know, all tequila. Who, who hasn't? Right. We all have. <laughs> we all have. It's almost a central theme of this show was like, let's get reacquainted with the spirits that once we once swore off. Right. right. All brown liquor, all tequila. (laughs) Right? Right. Yeah. It's not that bad. If you're out there listening, it's not that bad, really. It's, But it's like all tequila is going to have some sort of common denominator taste. Sure. This is a great way to say, oh, hey, this isn't completely disgusting. <laughs> right. Where I need salt and a lime. Exactly. And I need to keep my right. mouth closed. Right. God forbid I put any right. oxygen onto my tongue. Yeah. And you can have one or two or even three readles of this and yeah. then not regret it in the morning <laughs> right. because it's clean, it's pure, yeah. it's additive Free. It is not confirmed. Oh. So, interesting little thing, right? This scores an 81. Okay. On Tequila Matchmaker. The Reposado scores an 80. The Añejo scores a 78, which blows my mind, because I'd give that thing a 61. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I think it's just terrible. <laughs> but not confirmed additive free. Okay. Quite possibly not additive free. Oh. But it tastes good. I don't get anything on here that tells me, right. oh, you know what? Wedding cake, uh, vanilla icing. Yeah, right. There's nothing like that on here. Right. It seems very clean. Right. But I doubt this will ever go through the certification. Okay. All right. For a under $30, mm-hmm. that's going to give me a decent ranch water. Oh, yeah. You know, all day long. You're on vacation, just go to a grocery store, pick up an Altos. Grab some, you know. That's the great thing. Like we talked about beginner buys. It has to be available and on the shelf. This is on every shelf right. everywhere. Right. It's ubiquitous. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't care where you are. This is on the shelf. You have passed by it. Yes. Whether you knew it or not. It's affordable. It's quality. It's quality. Yeah. May not be confirmed on the Tequila Matchmaker app, but it scores well enough that yeah. I don't have any... Hesitation in recommending it. No, it's, yeah, it's solid. Yeah. It's solid. It's going to make it. Should we move to the repo? Let's move to the repo. All right. Very light reposado. Yes. Very, Kind of yeah. a straw color. Yep. On the nose, I feel like it stays really true to the Blanco. It does, but there is a sweeter note. That vegetal is cut down just a little bit with mm-hmm. some sweetness. Sure, sure. Should we give it a little sip? I think we should. Salute. Salute. Thoughts on the Reposado? My my first thought was I prefer the Blanco. Okay. The vegetal quality was in the finish. Okay. Okay. It it, it was it was not there for that initial the the initial uh, palate was kind of more along that 
the sweetness, right? Sure. So some caramel, some barrel notes, you know, but then that good agave flavor, the vegetal that I really go for yeah. is at the finish. Is at the finish. That's and this one what, had a longer finish, I think. Slightly, yeah. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, yeah. yeah. Not longer as compared to what we usually drink, but right. longer than the Blanco. Longer than the Blanco, right. A little bit drying at the end? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's different. Yeah. It's different from other reposados that, that I've had. So apparently this is using two barrels, the used bourbon and the American white oak. And so I wonder if we aren't getting a little bit of that drying from the white oak. Okay. It's got a decent sweetness, but I didn't get a ton of oak. Did you get a lot of oak? No. Okay. No, just, a, just that drying, which right. let the me know that factor. the oak was there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we've given these the sips on their own. Yeah. I think this is the point in the show where we sip one and sip the other, a little segment we like to call... The Quick Sip. (laughs) If you're new and a beginner... Was I a little too eager there? (laughs) That was something. Oh, so for all the newbies, and as a little reminder to our longtime listeners, the quick sips are our little addition to the spirits world. <laughs> I still, oh man, like you were straining under a weight to say that. I don't know what that was. <laughs> After all these years, I can still make you laugh. I, I, lo- I love it. I love it. I love it. So this is where we are going to take a sip of the tequila. We're going to nose it, sip it, taste it, let it finish. We're not going to rush or, or anything. But then no cleansing, no rinsing, no waiting, no resting, straight into the whiskey. We're going to see what did the tequila bring out in the whiskey, and we're going to see what does the whiskey bring out in the tequila. And I don't see any reason to switch up the order. We typically go whiskey to tequila first, tequila to whiskey second, per the name Whiskey Tequila <laughs> Fridays. Slight proof difference, but I don't feel like either of these sat hot. No, not necessarily. Right. But do we want to start with the Blanco Rye or start with the Bourbon Repo? So what do I you think? feel comfortable starting... With the Blanco and the rye. All right. Ready? Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. You've got a big (laughs) smile on your face. Yeah. Tell me about that. Okay, so a couple of things. I got the taste of what, when you open up your seasoning jars, like your whatever it is, basil, oregano, whatever, they almost all kind of smell the same. The dried seasoning... And I got that on the taste of the Blanco when it first hit my palate. Oh. Which I thought was nice. Okay. Then I thought the black pepper note was stronger and pushed the finish. It really helped a nice long finish. And I got anise. Oh. (laughs) I got a little bit of... Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, little eight pound, six ounce baby Jesus. You found the anise. Did you get it? Nope. (laughs) I thought that after kind of sipping through all these and coming back to the rye, it 
punched up some of the rye-ness. Okay. And when I got to the tequila, it was very pleasant. Something of an agave bomb for me. Mm. It kicked up all the agave. Okay. And then it died. Oh. So whereas you got a longer finish, I thought it even shortened the finish even more. Really? Like it just, all of a sudden, no more flavors. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Well, you know, can't we can't all be winners. Well, I will go... I'll go to the restroom. You do that a couple more times, and then, <laughs> and then I'll come back, and you see if you finally get it. No. <laughs> you want to talk about an episode going yeah, off the rails. Right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's... I'll, I'll try it again. Okay. Stand by. <laughs> the finish carried on a little bit longer that time. Okay. I was careful to take smaller sips. Of both. Of both. Okay. But especially a smaller sip of the rye. Maybe I took too big of a sip of the rye the first time. The finish carried on a little bit longer, but it never turned into anise, but it was still a nice agave bomb. Yeah, no. I mean, the the anise was so faint. It was just yeah. such a tiny little, you know, oh, like you said it's before. A festivus a, miracle. A, a whisper. Yeah. Anise. All right. I am definitely, I got to rinse my, Yeah. I got yeah. to cool off here but for a second. A good call. This is that one dude, Ryan, and you're listening to Whiskey Tequila Friday's podcast. All right, so now we need to go back the other way. We're going to start with the Blanco Tequila. Give it a nose, give it a taste, let it have its finish, but then don't wait, don't rest, don't cleanse the palate straight into the Old Forester rye, and we'll see what happens. Salud. Salud. Thoughts on the second direction? So for me, it happened what happened for you the other way. Okay. Did you get the same thing? No, I got the exact opposite. Uh, <laughs> we're just on a different wavelength tonight. So the Blanco was just wonderful agave hit. And before it could fade, I put in the rye and I got this really nice caramel bomb, a really nice sweet hit. Almost caramel candy like. Yeah. And then, boo. And then that was it. I had the complete opposite experience, <laughs> but I'll agree with some of that. The tequila was beautiful. Yeah. It's like it's opened up a little bit more. I know. I wonder if this isn't a bottle that once again, pour it, go do something for an hour and come <laughs> back. Yeah. Beautiful whack of agave sweetness. Vegetal, it, it was it was all kinds of like sweet green all at right. the same time. Yes, hit the rye, all kinds of rye spices, but nothing too nothing stood out. Very well balanced. Okay, still kind of muted, but not as muted as before. So if before right. they were all fives, now they were all sevens. <laughs> okay, you all know right. what I mean. And then that finish, just sort of that rye spice kind of faded. And then up came that same burn, but it was this delightful little effervescent tingle in my oh, mouth. Okay. That was more like cinnamon barrel spice, baking spice type okay. burn. Okay. You know, like when you have too much cinnamon on something and it yeah. becomes hot? Yeah, sure. It was that kind of heat. Okay. So I, I feel like we had the complete opposite. So I mean, <laughs> if did. I'm choosing a winner between these two. Yeah. You're going tequila first, rye second. Yeah. And I'm going rye first, tequila second. 
Love it. Just, I love it. Just goes to show you. <laughs> Taste is subjective. But now, listener, you get another round. If you thought we were done, that's just... <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> we get another quick sip. That's good. That time when you said quick sip, it wasn't quite <laughs> as like strained. Like a schoolgirl. <laughs> All right, so I think this time we're going to do the exact same thing. We're going to take the old Forester, this time the bourbon, right? 100 proof, nose it, sip it, let it finish, but before that finish has a chance to fade, right? We're not waiting, we're not resting, we're not cleansing our palates. We're going into the Altos Reposado, see what the whiskey brings out in the tequila, and because we've got 100 versus 80, slightly smaller sip of the bourbon. Right, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Cheers. Cheers. Same experience as before or different? For me, it was good. Okay. You know, not great. Yeah. But not horrible. That was that was good. Okay. The one thing that came to my mind, the banana note yep. came out more with that first sip of bourbon. I don't know, because it's been sitting here longer, time to open up in the glass, but a really nice, like, I, my, my my thought was a hot banana, <laughs> which is kind of kind of well, strange no, to say. But, but isn't was, isn't there a, like a a banana dessert where you throw it in like flaming brandy I think so. or something? Yeah, sure. What, it, like to make it like a bananas Foster with this or something like that. Is that what it is? Yeah. Bananas Foster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with that bourbon as the ingredient, that oh, would be fantastic, right? Man. But the Reposado had a really nice honey sweetness to it on okay. the nose. And then I had to wait kind of to the end to get a little bit of that vegetal. Otherwise, it was just mostly sweet. So for me, if I was going to categorize this, this would be a sweet tooth lover's dream right here. Sure. Would you agree with that? Yep. Like, yep. When I got into the bourbon, I felt like the banana morphed into more red fruit. Okay. Kind of a similar experience. Then it was this sweet cooked agave that stayed way high and then had this like exponential decay. Yeah. It, so it, it it went from like 10 to 2 very <laughs> quickly. And then the 2 hung on for a long time. It did, never went to 0. Okay. It was nice. Right. But it was kind of similar to what I got the first time with the rye and the blanco. Okay. Where it just... Kind of went a little too quick for me. Passable. Completely passable. Not bad by all. Not, 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 not bad, bad in any way. So let's try this the other way. All right. Here we We're go. We're going to start with a sip now, this time of the tequila, and go into the bourbon. Are you ready, my friend? Salud. Salud. So for me, I would prefer tequila to the bourbon. Yep. And then over here, ride to the Blanco. Because for the Reposado first, again, all of the sweet toned down notes that you would normally get from the Blanco, you could still get some agave, you still get a little bit of the vegetal, but it's it's more toned down, right? A lot of sweetness. And then followed by that by that bourbon, yeah. it kicked up some of the, the rye spices okay. that are normally a little more tame. In the bourbon, as opposed to what I was saying earlier with just that heat. This time, I knew I was drinking bourbon, 
Yes. That, that heat was a bourbon heat, and it had a really nice finish of just a little bit of the little bit of the black pepper, a little bit of that caramel, you know, so all that kind of it was a, it was a decent finish again, not great, but it was a decent finish. Okay, I'm with you. The the tequila to the whiskey is the winner again. I think going back the other way, not having the bourbon burning out my mouth for the tequila, <laughs> right. It kind of opened up the tequila again for me. So the tequila got a little bit nicer, went into the bourbon I got more of the banana, but there was still some red there. So oh, we've all okay. had a strawberry banana smoothie. Yeah. Where it's mostly strawberry and a little touch of banana. And it comes out and it could just be a strawberry smoothie. Right. But then when you sip it, there's that hint of banana. What if we flipped that and made it a banana strawberry Ooh. smoothie? Yeah. Where it came mostly yellow as if it was all banana <laughs> with a couple of strawberries. That's of... what that sip was. Nice. It was banana. It was it was four banana runs and one strawberry run. Okay, all right, all right. Did you get some brown sugar on the bourbon? So not okay, not right away. But then that mid to late palate got super sweet. Yeah, and then cinnamon burn. Okay, all right. And again, a very delightful burn, but definitely a candy cinnamon. As opposed to just the nondescript alcohol. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. No, that was that was good. This look, I would sip these two together, no problem. I would sip them on their own, no problem. But these are beginner buys. Exactly, right. And, and I, if I, if uh, we're on vacation somewhere, we're out we're out fifty bucks for, for two dude, bottles. Here's the thing is if I'm in Ames, Iowa, <laughs> and I've never shopped for tequila in Ames, so I apologize if there's some <laughs> liquor store owner right now saying, Hey fuck you, I've got a great selection. <laughs> right? If I'm in the you know, the middle of the Midwest that should be just like a tequila desert, I know I can find Altos and I know I can get a quality sip. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm completely happy with these. I am sure old Forester is this everywhere. Oh yeah, yes. Every grocery store, I don't some know gas the, stations. Yeah, I don't know if the hundred proof is everywhere. Okay, you know, and even the rye, you're gonna find, you know, not at like Target, right? But liquor stores, yes, absolutely. Okay. It'll they'll, they'll have both. Yeah. So I mean, these are great entry level. I don't think any four of these bottles, any one of these four bottles kicked up anything so much that we would say, oh, hey, you're going to have to tiptoe. Not (laughs) at all. Right. I don't care who you are. You can crack any one of these four bottles, and and you can really just dip your toe into the spirit, and you're going to be just fine. Yes. And without actually tasting them, do you have any speculation on what a rye and a repo might go, or a bourbon and a blanco might go. Do Are you we have, doing this? Well, off mic we might. I don't know. But I was just curious what your thought was. Here's what I think. I wonder if the repo, the sweetness of the repo, is going to deaden what is already a muted rye. Oh, good point. And just okay. make it more sweet. And will the rye into the repo... On you know the whiskey to the tequila side deadens some of the sweetness because you've got rice spice on your tongue. I don't know, 
That's I a, don't know if we do this. It's pretty astute during the recording. No, no. The blanco and bourbon, I think, would go that together go, really right. well. Might give you some representative notes. Well, you know, I think you that, might that get... the sweetness and the banana is going to kick up yeah. all of that sweet agave and some of that citrusy, flowery mm. notes that we yes. got. Yeah. Red fruit we and citrus. We are doing this, aren't we? <laughs> You've talked me into it. <laughs> okay, before we go any further... This is our Christmas time episode. I want to ask you a Christmas time question. All right. Last year at this time, we had an epic Christmas movie <laughs> geek out. I would say I didn't hold a candle to your bl- blowtorch flame <laughs> that is Christmas movie. I had no idea the spectacle <laughs> that you... So part, celebrate. So yes, I think part of that geek out was we discovered I watch <laughs> a ton of Christmas themed, holiday themed movies. Right. Let me ask you this: After we had that geek out, were there any holiday themed, Christmas themed movies that you might have added to your list in the last year where you said, "Okay, hey, I never thought about it before, but I'm gonna make an effort." To watch this one. Yeah, sure. I think, yes, and there was. Yeah, there okay. was. So, like, one of them was Gremlins. Yeah, you okay. Know, I kind of forgot about how that's actually a Christmas adjacent. For sure. You know, it takes place during Christmas. Yeah. So that is one of the movies that I've identified as a great transition from Halloween to the holidays. Okay. Because it's still horror flick-ish. Yeah, sure. Right. Right? You got these little monsters <laughs> that become, you know, the, he nukes one in the microwave. Like, it's got some good gore to it. It does. Yeah, it does. So you added Gremlins. I think that's exciting. Have you seen 8-Bit Christmas? No. I'm going to recommend this to everyone. Okay. I think it came out in 2022. And it is like Neil Patrick Harris playing a dad who is explaining about when he was a kid, him and his friends scheming to get to downtown Chicago to buy a Nintendo. Why had why did I not hear of this? Was it a it, pandemic thing? Was it a It's fairly new. Like yeah. I'm I'm not surprised that you missed it because it was maybe it was just on Netflix or just on Hulu or something. It might Straight have just been streaming. on one okay. channel. All right. all right. But all the references Right, because yeah. we're all the same age. Yeah, right. Loved it. All right. Put it on the list. I will add it. bit Christmas. One that I will recommend that is fairly new that I couldn't have added back in our discussion. Okay. Spirited. Oh. That's the Will Ferrell yeah. and Ryan Reynolds kind of, I think it's a musical technically. Okay. Like okay. They, do, they do musical bits. Will Ferrell plays... A spirit. I think he might play like the spirit of Ebenezer Scrooge. Okay. Honestly, you have to kind of put the story in the back of your mind and just enjoy the songs and the dancing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just entertainment, right? Okay. It's just entertainment. It's great. And the songs and the dancing, because you were a you're a big White Christmas fan, right? (laughs) White Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With Danny Danny, K. Danny K. You love Danny K. Oh, I love Danny K. So we said we weren't going to do a million permutations. However, 
I'm kind of excited with what this bourbon would do to the Blanco. And I feel like the repo with the rye might be a kind of like a saving grace here. Yeah. And we like to do quick sips. So let's get it going. All right. Not a lot of fanfare. You already know what the quick sips are. <laughs> let's try the bourbon. The bourbon. Knows it. Taste it. Let it get into its finish. No waiting, no resting. Go right into the Blanco this time. Plata. Ready? Cheers. Cheers. What'd you get? I liked it. I liked it you a know, lot. The one thing we kind of both agreed on was that as this Blanco sits here in this glass, it's getting better. It's, it is. But off of the, or on the heels of the bourbon, I got a really nice... Cooked agave, green agave. I got a little bit of what I predicted. Remember, I said some reposado notes. Okay, right? Yeah, it's a little bit of little bit of the the honey sweetness or the 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 mellowed sweetness that you get from a reposado, but still maintained the agave punch that I like in a lot of the repos that you and I lean more towards sure, that sure. are agave forward repos, yeah, right? Yeah. And then a really nice pepper finish, a delicious pepper finish. Oh, nice. I thought the bourbon was sweet. I thought it kicked up the vegetal quality of the Blanco. Yeah. Then on the palate, a lot of sweet agave, a super long finish, and still kind of this, like, every time I exhale, it's still there, like it's trapped in my esophagus. Yeah, yeah. Like it's is a that nice, acid reflux? Or is that or it's like an agave hug. Yeah, it's great. It's right. It's the Jalisco hug. The Jalisco hug. I'm digging it. This is good. This was way better than the rye to the Blanco. Yes. I would agree. I would agree with that. But let's go the other way. All right. Salud. Salud. All right. What did you get, Drew? Okay, the Blanco, maybe on the heels of the last quick sip, punched up all that good agave. Mm. I, this Blanco just keeps getting better. Right? Even in whatever it was, 90 seconds, two minutes between it's, the... It's like if you and I would have scored this at an 81, it's slowly creeping up to like an 82 or an 83. Right. Like, it's not it's bad. It's getting better. When, then when I nosed the bourbon, at first I thought, oh, it killed the red fruit. But it, a lot of banana was still there. Yeah. But then on like the second nose and as I was bringing the, you know, tilting the glass back to sip, that red fruit came back. Oh, nice. Nice, long finish. Nice, warming finish. I'm not going to say hot. It wasn't a cinnamon burn or a pepper burn, but it's just warming. Just it's warmed a gentle up, warm. Yeah. Warmed up your whole body. <laughs> yeah. You were talking about the Pepto-Bismol commercial. <laughs> Where you see the pink, like yeah. going down the going down the esophagus, and then like spreading across the stomach. Yeah, that's what the warming was. But then once it hit the bottom of the stomach, it like rebounded back <laughs> up into my head and out my ears. Like it's just it just warms you up in such a nice way. Yeah, and the finish was long. It was. It was. For me, I was able to pick apart. A really nice black pepper mm. from the bourbon, a smoke note. Okay. Like a barbecue kind of note. Yeah. And then 
kind of an off-putting barrel tannin note. Oh, really? That Ooh, was, I, I got some dryness yeah, at the end, but not was, tannin. It wasn't bad. It wasn't huge, yeah. but it was there. It was noticeable. But overall, an interesting experience. You know, okay. Very good. All right. Let's rinse out real quick and go the other way real quick All right. before this falls off the rails. You know, if you say falls off the rails enough times, it's probably going to just happen. <laughs> like we just manifest it. <laughs> All right, do you have enough of the rye? I do. Okay. I do. Do you need some more? Nope, I'm good. Because slightly smaller sip of the rye. Yeah. Into now the reposado. Rye reposado. Yep. This is more interesting. I'm more curious about this way. All right. Because this other one I kind of felt like was going to have some sweetness. The bourbon and the blanco I knew was going to have a kick of sweetness. Yeah. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. So for me... Bananas and clove. Really? Like, after the rye, the reposado, I thought was going to just give me caramel and yeah. agave and, you know, kind of a bland sweetness. But I got bananas and clove. That no was kidding. nice. Yeah. Now, the finish, again, was, you know, it didn't last long. So I kind of had to, like... Linger on. I was holding on to it, but it didn't. It didn't last long. Yeah. But overall, I, it was nice. So this finish was shorter than the bourbon to the blanco. Yeah. I didn't get the bananas on this one, but but what I did get was kind of sweet wood. Go back the other way. <laughs> We've gone this I mean, far. At this point, we're not going to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. But I'm not feeling that way yet. Yeah. No. Not yet. No. Hopefully the recording, when I listen to this, you know, right, in a more sober state, I won't be like, oh, my God. All right, you ready? Salute. Salute. So we just got done with Thanksgiving. Yeah. We are going to drop this as, I think, the first episode of December. Right. Pumpkin pie spice. Yeah. Do you have uh, pumpkin pie spice in the cabinet? Right. Yes. Like the mix. Right. Maybe less so than the Blanco, but this Repo keeps getting better with time, too. Okay. And and as I sipped it, I didn't get anything new or unexpected. But into the rye, I got this nondescript sweetness that you might associate with any pie. Okay. But then with pumpkin pie spices. It had cinnamon, allspice, clove. Yeah. Was there ginger? Like, did it start to go into, like, Chinese five spice? (laughs) Like, was there some ginger and was there anise? But I couldn't pull out the anise on its own. Right. But it had that same profile. We are finally on the same page. (gasps) Okay. Because my thought was overwhelming. It was obviously a rye. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When we tasted the rye... Following the repo, it there was no question. It really accentuated all the ryeness. What I want a rye whiskey to be. Okay. All those baking spices. Yeah. All that. Yes. Absolutely. It was rye on steroids. Out of all of our episodes, if you thought, oh, well, they're talking about anise. Ooh, they're talking about licorice. I don't want that. This is the rye to try. Because there's yes. no overwhelming licorice note. There's no overwhelming dill note. This just accentuates all those great baking spices in a balanced 
format. If you've been avoiding anything we've said because of anise, it's not black jelly beans or black licorice. Right. It's sure. that it, little it's hint. The herbal, it's the herbal essence yes. of those flavors. Right. right. Yeah. So I would encourage the listener who has said, oh, anise, I'm out. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a different black licorice flavor. Right. All right. With that, our original plan for this show was to make a cocktail or two. Yeah, we were going to think about it, yeah. Are you still feeling like we could handle a cocktail? I'm down. I'm feeling good. I'm down, yeah. Let's let's give it a try. All right. So give us a minute here. We are going to go mix a cocktail, and you brought what I think is Christmas in a bottle. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's off of, rec- of another recommendation okay. from another podcast. It is definitely... An aperitif, bitter amaro, and we're going to be very judicious with how we add it to our cocktails this because is, I feel like this is like the fish sauce, right? Of cocktails, like yes. fish sauce, perhaps on its own is completely off-putting, disgusting. But <laughs> two shakes in a recipe, and you're like, what makes is all that? the difference in the yeah. world, right? Should we tell the story of Amaro from years past? You mean the episode that will never air? So we tried this before with a really top-notch bourbon. And I don't even want to say what it is because then when we drop it, it'll be ruined. Right, right. But this was a really top-notch bourbon and a gorgeous Blanco. Dynamite Blanco. And we sipped... And we quick sipped and we, <laughs> and we made these cocktails. And it was one of those episodes where we hadn't recorded in a while. We were excited to show what we had bought in the meantime. Yeah. And I went to go cut it a couple of days later, a week <laughs> later. And I realized it was three and a half hours long. And I had this memory of us having a Tom Hanks geek out. <laughs> And we were listing our four favorite Tom Hanks movies, and I said Forrest Gump twice. (laughs) Now, you may say, oh, Drew. (laughs) Drew, you were completely gone. How could you say Forrest Gump twice? You were writing down our answers on a yellow pad, and it wasn't for a solid four or five (laughs) minutes in the recording where you said, hey... You said Forrest Gump twice. It took me looking at the pad (laughs) to remember, yes. Right. So we made the decision not to drop that episode. (laughs) Right. That just sometimes you're overserved and you have to admit it. (laughs) Right. Right. But I'm feeling good about this one. So let's, we're going to take a little break. Yeah. We're going to mix up some kind of a cocktail using... At least one of the Old Foresters and one of the Altos and the Amaro. And we'll come back and we'll do the recipe and we'll do the tasting and we'll talk about it and go from there. Sounds good. This is Steve Malloy of Malloy's Finest Wine and Spirits. You're listening to Whiskey Tequila Friday's podcast. Cheers, lovers. And we are back. And we are really back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> More than just a few minutes. 
This is eight days later. <laughs> this is truly man versus Amaro because that's that's what I'm going to call this episode. Yeah. This this cocktail has been kicking our ass now for multiple episodes, <laughs> and I think we got it. Yeah. So we recorded this with the rest of the recording, and what was our original recipe? It was two to one on the spirit and the amaro. Okay. And then just a splash or a spoonful of the cherry juice right. with the cherry in it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. This time, nine parts booze. <laughs> it was really, it was a shot and a half. Just your yeah. standard jigger, yeah. right? But it was, it ends up being nine parts booze, three parts cherry juice, and one part Amaro. <laughs> Just a kiss. So <laughs> instead of two to one, it becomes nine to one Yeah, booze to Amaro. Yeah, and that might seem like a tiny ratio, but it's it it does its job. It's still there. You yeah. can still smell it, still taste it. Right. But we enjoy the Blanco. We enjoy oh, the rye. Yeah. So let's not cover it with all of those spices, which are great, but let's not drown it out, right? Yeah. It it was it was way too much. Yeah. It was way too much and and I don't know why we would just go up, you know, into the kitchen and mix a couple of cocktails, and then without even really tasting it, just come down here and start recording. <laughs> and right. we've done it twice. <laughs> so here we are. We're getting a little bit more professional. Should we try it with this rye? Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing first? The rye? Yeah, why not? So because of the amount of cherry juice now, so this is like, seriously, this is a shot and a half of rye. Yes. And then half a shot of cherry juice. Right. Bada bing. Cherry juice. Yes. So now it has a definite reddish hue. Yeah, nice almost like a cranberry juice. Cranberry or a plum color. Yeah. 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 What are you getting on the nose? So there's still a good Ooh. deal of the spices from the Amaro, but then I think I'm getting, I'm getting some a, of the spices from the rye as I'm, well. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting a good bit of rye. Yeah, some of those rye notes come yeah. out. Some nice yeah. whiskey notes. Nice rye, but that Amaro... That's Christmas it's, in a bottle. It is still. It's all Christmas yeah. spices. I, all right, I'm excited about this one. Yeah, let's give it a try. This has potential, I think. Yes, I think so, too. All right, cheers. Cheers. I really like that. I Could you imagine going to a party, you walk in, and your host meets you at the door with a glass of that? I. That's my new favorite Merry party. Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah oh, right? my gosh. For I got the rye spice... And then all the sweetness of the cherry juice. And then it's almost the aftertaste is all yeah. of those Christmas mulled wine, hot cider yeah. spices that yeah. are in the Amaro. It still dominates a portion of the sip, but it's the finish where it dominates. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As opposed to when we were drinking it earlier <laughs> and it was just, okay, fill my sinuses with... In the beginning, in the middle, and in the end. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, take another sip of that. Yeah, Let's yeah, see what we get. Yeah. It, it's coming together even more. Yeah, I would even say that I get a note that I don't think it's the pit of the cherry, mm -hmm. but sometimes when you have that juice in those jars of cherries, right, you get a little bit of like a a cherry pit kind of a note. Okay. But I'm guessing that that might even be the Amaro bringing that out of that cherry juice. Oh, sure. Because who yeah. knows? 
I'm still not even quite sure how they make <laughs> the Amaro. No, all the spices that go into that thing, but the bitterness of the Amaro kicked up at the end yeah. for me too. Right. So then it was that nice savory rice spice, sweet cherry, bitter Amaro. It was just a nice little. Yep. Yeah. If you, you know, if you don't lean towards anything bitter, you might not like this drink because there is. A, a there, there's good a good bit yeah, of bitter, yeah, but there's enough sweetness from all the other things that it makes that just really complex and dynamic. And but it's almost like the bitter aftertaste of like a grapefruit juice cocktail yeah. or something where you're getting a little bit of the bitter pith on a yeah. lemon or orange, even yeah. or the cranberries. I think this is really well balanced, and yeah, this I, is this is great. This I would is, I will drink this. This is for. The next year when I'm making turkey for Thanksgiving, yes. right? I'm going to yeah. have this in my glass while the rosemary is in the air from the turkey. Oh, and, right. Mm, yeah. You use rosemary on your turkey. Oh, yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. Thyme and rosemary. Oh, I think like, it's too much. I do like sage. Song. I do, well, so I do sage and thyme. Okay. I can't do uh, rosemary. rosemary. Really? And parsley. I mean, you can't cook it. You can't cook parsley, no, really. No, we use so. parsley, but... Yeah. We use all the other ones. I'm just, you know, staying true to the song. Yeah, yeah. I can't do rosemary on turkey. Oh. It's too much for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, we we love to just shove all that. The sure. sage, the thyme, the rosemary. I'll put it under the skin, in the yeah. stuffing. I'll just move yeah. it all. And then when you're cooking, the whole house just, right. just smells so great. Right. Let's all move right. on. I'm going to rinse out just a little bit because yeah. we perfected our recipe using this Blanco. Yes. All right. Yep. All right. Quick little palate rinse there. Yeah. So we were trying this first with this Altos Blanco. Yeah. In different ratios. Trying to trying figure, to figure out, out the... Yeah. And that's how we came up with the nine to three to one. <laughs> yes. And it really works well with this Blanco. And any bit of shade thrown at this Blanco is now... Completely made up for with this cocktail. Yes. Oh, yeah. And we, we knowing, found where it shines. Yes, right. And knowing what we paid for it, right? It's a great... These are beginner buys. Right. And this is a great cocktail for the holiday season. Yeah. With your budget beginner <laughs> bottles. <laughs> what do you get on the nose? So I can still get some agave character. Yeah. It's still coming through. You know, and this is when... We were discussing before that this Altos was created by bartenders to up their cocktail game. Here it is. Yeah. Mission accomplished, gentlemen. <laughs> There's some nice, like, spice notes, even some more of that, like, cranberry that you mentioned before. Yeah. I get yeah. a good, even some plums and prunes. Sure. It's really nice. But you can smell the agave. Right. All behind that agave. Yep. And once somebody opens their bottle of Amaro, they'll realize how difficult it would be for <laughs> anything to show up in the presence of Amaro. Yeah. Any other flavor. Right. Should we give it a sip? Let's go. Salute. Salute. Thoughts? I, I really like that. I my, do too. My, my first thought was that if you wanted to make the cocktail with the rye, you would still need to give it to a person that likes whiskey cocktails. Yes. You could give this to someone that might be willing to venture out into a Christmassy, spicy kind of cocktail yeah. that doesn't necessarily even know that they like or don't like tequila. But if you were a Cosmo or a vodka cranberry drinker, yeah, you will drink this and like oh, it. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, this is really good. It's lighter, it's more refreshing. 
Yeah. A touch more sweeter than, I, the, yeah. than the whiskey version. It's missing that spicy, savory side of the rye. Sure. And it just goes straight into cooked agave and cherry. Right. Yeah, no, it, it, it leaves out some of those whiskey notes that, again, if you're a whiskey fan, you might you're gonna love. lean that way. Yeah. But this, this could be, yeah, it could replace gin or vodka or anything, anything else. Yeah. And you would be like, what do you, what'd you make with this? Right. You know, and you'd be like, oh, I made it with a, a Blanco that costs less than 25 bucks. You know? <laughs> I'm going to quote you. This is what the kids call crushable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is down before I even get my coat off. If right. you hand this to me at the door. Yes. Right. Yeah. Let's get another sip. Yes. This is so tasty. Yeah. On the second sip, anything different? I, just more of that, more of that cranberry, little touch of the prune and plum kind of mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. But then still a nice agave hit in the beginning and still the nice spice at the end. Yeah. I love it. This is good. If you had to pick a favorite. You know, I think it would depend on what I was doing. You know, sure. if I wanted... If I wanted to have two or three of them, I'd probably go with the tequila one, to be yeah, honest. Okay. I'm having just one. The rye yeah. was was and if you're perfect. cooking and if you're cooking turkey or something that <laughs> yes. where spices yeah. are in the air, maybe that rye matches up better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, cool. Should we close it up? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we want to thank you guys for listening. We have uh definitely stretched our limits here, but we <laughs> We still appreciate all of you out there. We want to ask that you like and follow and subscribe. Please give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. We ask that you drink responsibly. We want to thank Joby for our music. And if you like drinking whiskey and you like drinking tequila, then it's always a Friday. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. That again. Oh, we appreciate y'all hanging, but now it's time to go. Well, come on back for more whiskey to keep a Friday show.